in the know for Monday, November 23, the 328th day of 2020. There are 38 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through in the know at K105. Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone apps using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. And it is the week of Thanksgiving. We will get you ramped up for the holiday later on this week. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I am uh, feeling a little victorious this morning because I have learned that more retailers than ever, big box stores, big major retailers are going to be closed on Thursday for the first time in a long, long time. I like that. You know, so I don't know if that's just because of COVID. It has a little bit to do with COVID, I suppose. But my guess is it also has a little bit to do with um, me whining about it for the last 10 years, <laughs> saying that people should be closed on Thanksgiving so families can celebrate. So whatever it took to get it done, I'm happy with that. She's the pride of Bunkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunters woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. I didn't forget how to say it. Oh, look at you. I didn't have to do it for a few days, but I still remembered uh, bargain hunting and uh, professional and uh, heiress and all those key buzzwords. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. Thanks. Yeah. Good to be back. How you doing? <laughs> I did not enjoy my vacation week like I was, <laughs> I was hoping I would. <laughs> I, did you get to sleep in at all? I had a lot of, uh, listen, all I did was sleep. Okay. Oh, well. Um, we, Could be worse. I had a lot of people message me and say, are you sick with COVID? Oh, uh, yeah. Why are you off air? And I said, no, actually, I, I took last year and this year, I took this week off to finish my uh, classes for school. But I ended up with a wretched bladder infection that we didn't figure out till later in the week. And I was so sick. Yeah. It, so I literally slept the entire time I got up to do about five different things. So it was not the vacation I wanted, but... 
Okay, so when you file your claim with HR, mm-hmm. is it vacation or is it sick time? That, that's what Jason and I discussed. Do I still have a week of vacation because I was so sick? We'll talk about it later. Yeah, I didn't get any. I didn't get a lot accomplished in the house, which was really another task that I wanted to complete. So I'm really disappointed in having to be sick, but I'm thankful I did get COVID tested. Um, it was negative, so. Yeah, we really thought I got I got the COVID. Girl, how many times you've been tested? Three now. Three? I thought that was your third. I mean, like they burled out my sinuses, right? <laughs> like it doesn't even I hurt it's anymore. Terrible. It's yeah. awful. Did, did they use a Dremel tool? They do now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get a little wider. Listen, Miss Angie's so good at it. She's like, <laughs> and you're like. You don't even know it hits you. Uh, they do that 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 trick that doctors do where they try to distract your attention to something else while they mm-hmm. give you mm-hmm. the give you the stick. Yeah. Um, good news! I'm glad you're back today because I have some good news for you and for everyone okay. and all the good little girls and boys. Very good. You naughty people! Well, you're just SOL. Uh, Santa <laughs> Claus, according to Doctor Fauci, who apparently knows everything sure. about COVID nineteen, Santa Claus is immune to COVID nineteen. Uh, yes. We've been waiting for Dr. Fauci to rule because uh, Santa is exempt from this because Santa, of all the good qualities, has a lot of good innate immunity. Mm -hmm. Santa is not going to be spreading any infections to anybody, according to Dr. Fauci. And he said, thankfully, uh, that Santa's little helpers have been busy warding off the virus in the North Pole. I hear that ventilation in Santa's workshop is not the best, and opening windows in the North Pole winters is problematic. Mm-hmm. The good news is that mask compliance there is pretty good, and the elves are committed to social distancing. Mrs. Claus has implemented a program of regular testing, and the reindeers are now leading the contact tracing program at the North Pole. I was worried for a while. You know, it's like Chick-fil-A. They should just be charged. Santa's <laughs> workshop should be in charge of COVID. Okay. Chick-fil-A should just run the world. I was, um, now, I appreciate Dr. Fauci mm-hmm. going on the record. But I also know that there are a few places that have defied recommendations mm-hmm. and are allowing Santa to come in and visit. Mm-hmm. To say hello to girls and boys ahead, doing the more traditional lap sit, and the so there are going to people be people who hear Doctor Fauci say Santa is immune, that then will hear that Santa is still visiting the Hillsdale Mall. Mm-hmm. Isn't that where the Great Turkey Drop <laughs> think so. happened? The Hillsdale right. Shopping yeah. Center, yeah, and, and we'll be there, and people say, "Well, we can't catch it from Santa." Yeah. We might as well go see. Yeah. But then I'm immediately taken to <laughs> a Christmas story when Ralphie and Randy finally get to the top uh, and they get to visit Santa. And they do that close-up shot yeah. of Santa where he says, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> And I'm thinking, ooh, you got Santa droplets on you. But I suppose that Dr. Fauci says that. Santa's immune, so everything's okay. Didn't didn't Ralphie get to go down a slide? Yes, he did. Oh, oh and his brother, yes, too. Absolutely. Yeah, Ralphie even tried to climb back up the slide. Mm. Uh, <laughs> weather today, mix of sun and clouds, rain and wind midweek. Uh, looking ahead to Wednesday, by the way, rainy and windy. But Thanksgiving Day, partly sunny with near average temperatures, so that's not too bad. 
Uh, partly cloudy, 52 today, mostly cloudy, and 40 for tonight, mostly cloudy, and a 10% chance of rain for tomorrow, and 56 is what we're looking for. So I would call it sort of an average Thanksgiving week, weather-wise, but the day itself looks like it's going to be okay. Uh, President Trump's team requesting a recount of Georgia's presidential race. This is still going on. I know you thought you'd be away for a week and you'd come back and there'd be no more election talk. Yeah, but, they're on ballot uh, 700. Yeah, now they're still talking. But it was a week that they had to, uh, over the weekend, they had to separate themselves from that QAnon uh, conspiracy theorist, that Powell. Mm-hmm. You know, when they got to kick somebody else out of the camp, they go, oh, whoa, well, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're way too, you're, you're way off your rocker for us. So, <laughs> so they had to distance themselves and say, she doesn't represent our legal team. How bad must you be to get <laughs> thrown out of that farce? But, um, it's the bottom of the barrel. If anybody ever wondered what that looked like, it finally happened there, over the is. weekend. I knew eventually there would be a crack. Mm hmm. We all have that friend that we, you know, we, we've, maybe we've been in some tight spots with, or the friend that's the one that's always wearing the lampshade on their head at the end of the party. I think my husband was yours. I think that's probably right. (laughs) And so you, you overlook their behavior a little longer because you're like, ah, it's just, it's just. Yeah. It's just Jason being Jason, yeah. right? He, He's just a fun he, guy. he means well. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It's but then it goes on long enough, and you go, dude, you need to take that lampshade off your head, right? Like we got we got to go we got to go act like something. So take <laughs> mom is on her way home. <laughs> all right, take take hey hey hey, hey, hey take the lampshade <laughs> off your head. Okay, yeah, act act like something, mm. and so finally. It started to happen over the weekend with the president's inner circle. You know, like the Chris Christie's of the world have now finally said, uh, this is turning into a national embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's okay. It's okay to come on out. Yeah. GOP friends. It's all right to to come on out and say, you you just need to. Take the lampshade off your head. It, listen, we're apparently Biden. Uh, we're apparently going to be stuck with Biden for some period of time. We being conservative, you know, right? And I guess all of all of Americans are. Yeah. I'm going to need you to to take the road furniture out of the way mm-hmm. because we might we don't want them to be underprepared. Like they still have to lead the nation, even though we would have preferred to keep it the way that it is. Just don't be throwing impediments well, in the here's way. Here's the thing: you got to leave the lampshade because Biden's going to have his own friend who needs to wear it. Like we all have that friend. <laughs> I did hear Greg Burgess this morning say that Joe Biden is still asking for people's votes. <laughs> like when he speaks to people, he he forgets that the election is actually over. Yeah. I need your vote. I need everyone. Well, we already did that. Oh, oh, we we, we did we did that part. <laughs> Now we're counting. <laughs> We've moved on to Christmas. You're stuck back there on Election Day. Yeah. Uh, well, not Christmas until Friday, by the way. 5,905 new coronavirus cases reported over the weekend. 3,711 reported Saturday. 2,194 reported yesterday. Brings Kentucky's total to 158,100. 25 new deaths. The positivity rate rolling seven-day 9.19. Hospitalizations at 1,533. The 117 of 120 counties now in the red. If you're living in Menifee, Rockcastle, or Nicholas counties, 
clearly you're just not being tested <laughs> because you're still in the orange. <laughs> People are sick, too. You're just mm, not it, telling anybody. It takes, it takes a while. I am concerned, too, because I'm hearing other people talk about how when you see positivity rates go up, which we've seen for the last three to four weeks, mm-hmm. generally your hospitalizations number surges yeah. three to four weeks on down the road. So there's a lag time by the time a person uh, gets the virus from someone else, by the time their symptoms develop, by the time they are by the time they are tested, by the time they quarantine, then you'll you just see the progression going in that direction. So we kind of need to brace ourselves for the next few weeks of what's uh, what's happening. Uh, Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron has joined a private school in a lawsuit against Governor Bashir, arguing that a school closure order not only violated state law but also the First Amendment. The governor announced that most public and private K-12 through schools must stop in-person classes starting today. Middle and high schools will be required to remain in remote instruction until January. Elementary schools may reopen on December 7 if the county they are located in is not in the red zone. Uh, Cameron said in a statement, the governor's school closure order prohibits religious organizations from educating uh, children consistent with and according to their faith. The ability to provide and receive a private religious education is the core part of the freedoms protected by the First Amendment. I tell you, I'm having a really hard time with this. And the reason that I'm having a hard time is because I'm trying to, I am, I am, um, I am very, I'm a big proponent of religious freedom and First Amendment. But I'm also a big proponent of us being logical and and being and and making wise choices. Uh, and in full disclosure, we have a child in private school, so we're a little. You know, I'm not 100% objective on it because I'm kind of looking at it from the private. Well, I mean, hey, liberty and and religious freedom, and but I also think that schools, if you're going to insist on exercising your religious freedom and your First Amendment then you need to be doing it responsibly, distancing, masks, etc. You can't just say, nope, free for all for us. Like, we're going to do whatever we want to do because I think that that is irresponsible. Mm -hmm. To give you an example as of, you know, Misty, you weren't here on Friday, but I talked for a few minutes about about churches and the importance Mm -hmm. of churches. Mm -hmm. And being asked to do something is completely different than being told you have to do something. Absolutely. And so Governor Bashir learned from March and April and said, okay, I understand that that's, uh, the court system has said that's a violation of your First Amendment and your, your freedom of expression, your worship, etc." So he said, but I need you. I need you to help me. And I am requesting that you do the following. I know uh, some churches followed that, requ- that recommendation and that request, including ours, including the, the church that, that I attend. Uh, so, but there are some there are some churches who are more rogue that haven't done anything to slow the spread, or have not chosen to distance, or have not encourage their congregants to wear masks. And as a result, then a blanket gets thrown over all of the churches saying this is where spreading is occurring. Mm -hmm. Well, no, to be clear, it's occurring. The spread is occurring in some churches, Mm -hmm. not, not all churches. And so not all private schools 
are being rogue about it or are being irresponsible. Some are saying, let's distance, let's minimize class sizes, let's wear masks, let's protect one another. But unfortunately, the old adage is one bad apple. And so the governor has to make, you know, harder decisions to say, well, it's all of this category, when really it was just a section of that category that was problematic. And I see restaurants kind of doing the same thing over the over the weekend. There were there were restaurants that defied his order to, to do in restaurant dining. And there were portions of the state where law enforcement showed up uh, or health officials showed up and said, you, you have to cease this. You have to stop. Now, I am curious to know the in uh, the outdoor patio heated. The tent. When does that cross over into being an indoor structure? I think when it got four walls erected. I th- <laughs> right. It's doesn't right. that? Yeah. I'm like, what, what part of this do you think is going to so work I, out? I do like the loophole. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, this is outdoors. Yeah. Um, There's a man behind that. Yeah, but but you, found the loophole to get through. But your but your your yeah. COVID's ricocheting off your tent walls. You know, <laughs> I just so anyway. <laughs> I do have for those of us struggling about what to do about Thanksgiving. I do have one familial example later on in the show that may give you inspiration. Okay, one family that I read. I said. Well, that's a very novel approach to this whole situation. Uh, what uh, we got enough time for? Uh, over the last week, Grayson Nursing and Rehab has seen coronavirus uh, increases in their facility since November 15. The facility has reported 17 new cases of the virus and currently has 19 active cases. The because of the way that those numbers, those long-term care facility numbers, are uh, the the reporting on those changed since we started in the beginning. And so they are not as much a topic of conversation as they once were because the numbers get uh, segregated and get scored and marked a little bit differently. But just want to continue thoughts uh, uh, and uh, prayers for the people living in, who have family members in, and people who are working in those uh, and operating those facilities that um, they have better success in keeping people uh, healthy and and well. The Kentucky Supreme Court has issued new mandates to limit in-person proceedings and restrict access to judicial facilities as the coronavirus continues to spread here in the Commonwealth. Nearly all of Kentucky's 120 counties are in the red category. Chief Justice John Minton Jr. said in an email to court personnel last week that court activities must be restricted now to protect the public and court staff. The orders become effective November 30 and affect every county. Takes a while, so you can tell by delaying that order until the thirtieth. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to dial down to spool down the court system because you have so many things in play, like emergency protective orders, and you have you just all just. Uh, releases and paperwork, the paperwork trail goes from here to there, whether it's somebody being released from incarceration or whatever it might be. And so, but we also know it takes a while to spool back up because if you had a court date for something, now you no longer have a court date for something and the docket has to be reshuffled and all those things. If everybody could just behave right now. So that there's not new things added to the docket when they do dial it back up. Right. That would be great. No, no, no law breaking starting now. No. We're mandating that. You have to obey the rules. Did you want to break one more law before I say starting now? 
Okay, so too late. No, I'm good with you. I was saddened to hear, I guess, I don't know if this is the proper term. I follow Shay McAllister, uh, who did the podcast on Bardstown. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's uh, WHAS 11 mm-hmm. uh, talent in Louisville, and so I've kind of kept contact with the Crystal Rogers case via her recently. And when the news broke that they found remains in Nelson County, I was convinced. I think a lot of people were convinced. They finally found her. They they finally found her, and then we just wondered, like, how how long does it take to figure out? And then they said, well, the remains are consistent with a person in this age range, and was a female, and it was like, okay, this is going to be her. And then they announced Friday that it wasn't her. They didn't announce who it was, but they said that it wasn't her. And but it just felt, it felt, uh, yeah, it was just salt in the wound because I'd like to see this. Her family have peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Her body laid to rest. Yeah. Uh, but then what this did was add another element of what is happening in Bardstown and who is this? That's right. Who is this person? Who that is this person that woods? was not properly buried? Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, the Cardinals won, beat Syracuse thirty to nothing on Saturday. The Toppers scored thirty-five straight points to defeat Florida International thirty-eight twenty-one. On Saturday, the uh, it was ugly in Tuscaloosa. The Cats were under; they were shorthanded. Had a bunch of players that didn't make the trip mm-hmm. down to Alabama. But uh, the number one Alabama Crimson Tide defeated the Cats, sixty-three to three. Kentucky will host Florida on Saturday. Bama is playing in the Iron Bowl next Saturday against Auburn. The Cougar football season came to an end on Friday. Graves County defeated the Cougars 42-19 to in the 5A playoffs. In the other side of that uh, district, Owensboro defeated Breckenridge County 81-6. to Goodness. Wow. Uh, Edmondson County defeated Clinton County 26-12. Metcalf County defeated Monroe County 34-6. to So Edmondson County and Metcalf County will play for the, uh, I guess, the district championship on uh, Friday evening. Uh, Henderson County defeated Davis County. Meade County defeated Central Harden. North Harden defeated Barron County. And then a Saturday playoff game, Hancock County defeated Todd County Central 36 to nothing. And for those of you who have been patiently waiting, yes, the U.K. basketball season is finally here. Thanksgiving Eve, the Cats will welcome Moorhead State into Rupp Arena. So we'll finally get a chance to see how good the Cats may be this season. I'm hearing they should be... Very, very good. So a distraction from COVID coming up on Wednesday. So there are all your news and headlines. Hang around. We've got plenty more on the way here on In the Know. Today is Espresso Day. There's no X in that word, by the way. I know, but I would say it that way. Espresso. Espresso. It's cashew day today. Mm, I miss those. I had some this morning. I love cashews. Back in the day when you used to could have cashews. Yeah. Uh, It is also eat a cranberry day today. Also had some of those. Native to North America, cranberries are grown in bogs, primarily in New England. Yeah, you have to wear hip waders in the water. That's fun. Isn't that how Ocean Spray does that's it? Fast. That's what the commercial yeah. looks yeah. like. <laughs> hip waders and do all that. Mm-hmm. I, I did uh, got to visit with my parents uh, a while yesterday, and my mother, bless her heart, she ralphied me. Yeah. Yes. Um, she doesn't know I know it, but she, but but I do know it because 
she asked about my cranberry chutney. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually on my way out the door, and she, she like, slipped it in there right at the, uh, oh, I was hearing about your cranberry chutney. Yeah. And she said, uh, does it make a lot? I was like, ah, I see, I see what you're, I see what you're doing there. I said, it does. And I'll be happy to take care of it. So, so I was like, okay, well, it I've, is really good. I've, I've intrigued her. I did tell her, I said, it's made with red wine. You probably don't want it. Yeah. yeah. And that did not phase her. Um, so, but then my dad though, chimes in, uh, chimes in over her shoulder and says, I like the canned kind. I'm like, okay. I got it, <laughs> but he'll like the chutney as well. But I, anyway, I just I thought it was kind of sweet. Yeah, that is sweet. But I'm also with Denny. I like the yeah, canned kind you, as well. You don't mind the canned kind, absolutely. So happy cranberry day to everyone. Uh, if you are traveling, we have kind of a different experience out here in the more rural part of our country, mm-hmm. and I think if we wanted to do something different, we have free will that we could move to the big city if we wanted to. We could go to Chicago. We could go to New York. We could go wherever uh, to where, you know, travel logistics a little bit different. From a very young age here in uh, Between the Lakes, we were driving at an age, some of us, before we were licensed to. Like nine or ten. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But there are some people who live in New York City who have lived there in their entire life that have never been behind the wheel of a car. Sure. Which just is amazing to me because we we learn to drive everything yeah. here out in the rural portions. So, But when we want to travel, like our idea of Thanksgiving is driving to Caneyville. Mm-hmm. Well, let's load up and go all the way to Caneyville. But it's not the same for people who live at various places around the country. And so sometimes it involves a subway, a public bus, an Uber, an airplane, a things that we really don't have to do. Can you imagine everybody with their Pyrex loaded up on the subway? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Lemos for Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, we've, we've heard about some of that, though. Those are some of our favorite stories. When we talk to the Butterball Turkey Talk Line expert, and they say, well, some people put their turkey in a carry-on with wheels yeah. and wheel it to their family or their neighbors. They carry it on the subway. I know, like, right? Well, who would do that? You know, but it, it happens. So yeah. there are also people who have family members working abroad, mm-hmm. that for them to get home to just see their household for Thanksgiving requires flying or requires driving across country. So the um, the CDC is saying the more cases at your destination, the more likely you are to get infected during travel and spread the virus to others when you return. They go on to say airports, train stations, and rest stops are places where people are at risk of being exposed to the virus. They also say once on a plane, where you sit matters. There's actually research on this that they say airlines that are not selling middle seats are preferred. Some of them aren't. Some of them aren't, by the way. They say that social distancing is difficult on crowded flights and sitting within six feet of others sometimes for hours may increase your risk. Then they also go on to say if you find yourself in a taxi or a ride share, avoid riding with unmasked drivers or passengers, avoid touching surfaces, don't accept free water bottles, 
Some of the Uber drivers do that mm-hmm. to get good ratings. You know, they'll hand you a water bottle. Uh, sit as far as possible from the driver and ask the driver to improve ventilation by opening the windows or setting the air ventilation system on non-recirculation mode. I know many of us don't really know that we have a recirculation mm-hmm. and non-recirculation. So if you're driving through and you all of a sudden it's pulling in outside air, you notice that the smoke, yeah. like yeah, yeah, people yeah, burning exhaust. leaves yeah. and you drive through or exhaust. Or if diesel. you hit that button, it's got it's it's like a half a U-turn. Uh-huh. You know, it's a little. Right. It's yeah. on your air conditioning area, and it's got a little curved hook. It's got a fish hook on it. Yep. If you do that, it'll recycle the inside air rather than Pulling bring outside air. You're looking at me funny. Did you not know this? Do I do I have a do I have I, one? I'm, cert- yes, I'm 110 yes. percent certain. Oh, okay. Even the cars one. in the like the 90s had really? one. Yeah, even the farm car had one. <laughs> the farm really? car had and one. The yeah. farm car was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would have helped the other morning when Alea said, "What's that smell?" <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That that it would help. Mm-hmm. Uh, those who are taking public transit should avoid touching surfaces, travel during non-peak hours, and stay at least six feet from other travelers where possible, and then get tested. They say a single negative test won't do it. You need two. Okay. This is where I get into the thing about when you live in a dense population, like when you live in an area where you have to touch the same subway turnstile as a million other people, or it's just, it's just different. Those of us who are already socially distanced naturally through – you know, big structures. Think about what some people in New York City, what they live in, the square footage that a family of four lives in. Yeah, it's like 600 square feet or something Whoa. crazy. You can't get away from one another. <laughs> Stack like firewood on a good How, day. <laughs> That's right. How to say no to anything that makes you uncomfortable this holiday season. Mm. I've been telling you for months. Mm. You've got the golden excuse for anything. Yeah, absolutely. With everything that's been going on. That's going to be a hard no. Yep. Uh, set clear boundaries ahead of time. So just just say. Uh, don't put off discussions about holiday plans. Don't wait. Have them. Get them out of the way. Let everybody know. I think everybody has some level of doubt. Like, when you turn down an invitation, be clear about why. Mm-hmm. Well, but what if... Maybe not very. Not completely what, clear. What some if, of you should probably... Refrain some of your transparency. Right. Be clear about why. What we mean is use COVID as the excuse. Yes. And then. Don't go, I hate your husband. Right. <laughs> no, don't say I've been looking for a reason. Your kids get on my nerves. And, and then release your guilt around the situation. Just go and just get just get over the guilt and say that's just the way that it's going to be. It has, to, yeah. it has to be that way. Y'all can't cook. We're not coming to your house. <laughs> <laughs> I for sure got sick after being around you last year. Uh an Oregon family found a creative way to celebrate Thanksgiving safely. All right, here's maybe a how-to guide. Maybe okay. maybe this will work for you. Maybe some of you have already figured it out. An Oregon family says, here's what they've decided. Everyone makes their selections ahead of time, noting what they would like to eat, and they would also like to prepare. So they've collaborated And then a spokesperson for the family says, when I got all that information, I made a master sheet so everyone would know. Ooh, a spreadsheet. Yeah. Got a project manager in the group. Somebody's got got an Excel subscription. We like this person. All right. So what they're supposed to do is put the portions into some sort of a container. 
either family style or individual, depending on what they see on the spreadsheet. Then on Thanksgiving Day at 11.45 a.m., the families will meet at a large parking lot. We're all parking our cars six feet apart from everyone and popping the tailgate. Two people, if you don't have a crossover SUV, you can use your trunk lid. Mm-hmm. So two people at a time, oh, we want Noah's Ark, two by two, <laughs> will go to each vehicle and take out the things that have their name on it. Then they'll all go home to eat it. Then later in the afternoon, everyone will get back together in that same parking lot virtually to talk, catch up, and even play a few games. And bring me my Tupperware home. And, right. And, and yes. bring you your bring my, my, my country crock back. That's yeah. right. The people we love, we need to protect them. According to the spokesperson, said we have to do things, sacrifice, and do whatever we need to do to get this thing under control. Yeah. So that's a way to do it. That is you know? one. That's like a it. lot. That yeah. is a lot. We're just going to cook at my house with just our kids, their significant others. You know um, the beauty of this. You get to not have to sit across the table from your family member that has no table manners. Yes. Yes. There's always one of those two, right? Yeah. Like, oh, God, I don't have to eat with them. They eat with their mouth open. I can't think of ours, so that means it could be me. <laughs> <laughs> the average American is expecting to gain seven pounds over the holidays. What's well, a COVID oh, year, so down listen. from 12. It's the normal 12, 12 year, 12 I've pounds. I lost four pounds this year, and you all have no idea how long it took me to get that four pounds off. I can't put on seven over the holidays. Was it true that the four pounds you lost was in January? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's certainly a possibility. Took my shoes off. And Cinnamon Toast Crunch has new chocolate churros oh. cereal coming oh. to shelves. Okay, this one could be good. Well, I... I mean, I love churros. I'm on I'm on sure. record as saying I love churros. But I don't know about chocolate churros, so I would rather just have a plain churros cereal. But then I realized, oh, wait, that's normal cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. There is yeah. already yeah. normal. There is already normal churro yeah. cereal. It's called cinnamon toast crunch. All right. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. We're going to play You Pick Trivia coming up here on In the Know. I'm about to change your life. Oh, yay. The day after tomorrow is actually called Overmorrow. So we have you have today, you have tomorrow, and then we just say, "Oh no, it's the day after tomorrow." Right? That actually is called Overmorrow. I'm Overmorrow already. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So like why it. why didn't we? Uh, I'm curious to know though. Why haven't we ever picked that up? Where did you find that? Uh, Twitter. So. Uh, no, it was, yeah, it was in it's in one of the services that we use, but I don't know. It seems easy sense. though. Right. It, it seems easy to have adapted. I, there's nothing about overmorrow that we should look at and go. I'm not doing that. That's too complicated. The day after tomorrow is much more work than overmorrow. So I'm thinking about trying to. There are two things I want to change. I want to change. Uh, I want to incorporate overmorrow. And I still maintain that I want to say ahoy instead of hello. I like ahoy. When I answer the phone, but especially. But I like cookies every time I think of chips ahoy. That's right. So, so I'm going to say overmorrow and ahoy like I need help sounding more pompous. That's true. You don't. But do do we go back and say pre-morrow instead of yesterday? No, I think yesterday is solid. I think you got yesterday. All right. So is over yesterday <laughs> Is is the day before yesterday over right, yesterday? Right. We if, made it. if the day after tomorrow is over tomorrow, would that mean? 
I just need to know where hump day fits into all of that. Is Saturday. Would, <laughs> When's the hump From time? where we are today, would Saturday be over yesterday if Wednesday is over tomorrow? So where's I'm, the hump day? I'm going to need some type I'm of... I'm just like using the word over. Where's your chart? <laughs> chart lady. I think it would be... I think it Make would a be spreadsheet right. for us. Uh, let's do... Uh, we'll just try and keep... keep um, you know, this is why God numbered the days. Our mental acuity. We're on at, three. At a high level. <laughs> Let's play you pick trivia. Let's try and keep our keep our gourds in good shape. <laughs> but to be clear, I've chosen some pretty easy questions for today. The uh, you can play along in the comment section if you like, or you can shout at your radio, or you. you can uh, talk you. with your cube mates. You know, you often you feel free to wager if you like with your cube mates on who has the right answers and who doesn't. Uh, here's today's round of you pick trivia. All right, here we go. Question number one: You pick trivia in the television show Roseanne. Which state did the Connor family live in? In the television show Roseanne, which state did the Connor family live in? Was it A. Massachusetts, B. Illinois, C. Wisconsin, or D. Denial? Which state did the Connor family live in? Massachusetts, Illinois, Wisconsin, or the state of denial? Do you all need, uh, for those, maybe those younger in the audience that don't maybe know, I think you all surely immediately knew this without the multiple choices. You know, I didn't, I wrote down Rhode Island immediately, mm. but then once you said it, I knew what it was. Everybody knows oh, Lanford is not in Rhode Island. I don't know. I forgot Lanford. I haven't watched it forever. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's been a hot minute. In the television show Roseanne, which state did the Connor family live in? Is it A, Massachusetts, B, Illinois, C, Wisconsin, or D, denial? Misty, you wrote down an answer first. I don't know if it's correct or not. I guess it's probably Rhode Island you were writing down. So what is your other guess? I'm going to go B. You're going to go B, Illinois. Miss Buckles, what is your guess? Well, it is B, but I like the answer of D, denial. I do like denial. denial. (laughs) Congratulations. it is B. You're correct. It is Illinois. Speaking of Illinois, by the way. Uh, this is actually happening in Texas, but the Home Alone house, the actual Home Alone house is in Illinois. There's now a themed Airbnb in Texas that's available for the holidays. It's a two-bedroom home in Dallas. It's available to rent starting January of 2021, can accommodate up to six people. They have set up the living room, got the Michael Jordan on the train, okay, right. got the uh, people sitting at the, the table playing poker, yeah. the mannequins. So I don't know how authentic it is, but I uh, did so notice fun. that... Freeform kicked off the holiday, the countdown to Christmas last night. They led with the big guns. The Grinch was on, then Home Alone, then Home Alone 2, all oh, yesterday yeah. afternoon. I can evening. see some slight discrepancies in that. You can? Okay. Uh-huh. So let's just buy the real Home Alone house. You want to? Oh. I'm sure it would be inexpensive. Yeah. Which former model created the reality TV show America's Next Top Model? Which former model created the reality TV show America's Next Top Model? Was it A, Cindy Crawford, B, Tyra Banks, was it C, Iman, or D, Siri? Was it Cindy Crawford, Tyra Banks, Iman, or Siri? Which of those models created the reality TV show America's Next Top Model? i got to tell you, I've never seen this, oh, I this television show. You did know it? Yes, and I can't imagine that show airing now because the amount of body shaming that she did to those models yeah. when they were gaining ounce, it wouldn't fly today in a PC world. So it's either COVID or I'm officially old. It took me until age 49 
to not tune in to one second of the American Music Awards. They were on. Normally, I would have set the calendar and said, oh, the American Music Awards are on. And I like, didn't watch a second. Taylor Swift was the winner of the Artist of the Year. Doja Cat, New Artist of the Year. Dan and Shay and Justin Bieber, Collaboration of the Year. All right. I would like to have heard that. I watched a little bit of it, and I'd, I'm not for sure what was happening. Okay. I tuned in twice and, and turned it off. Miss Buckles, was it Cindy Crawford, Tyra Banks, Iman, or Siri, who created America's Next Top Model? Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks is what you say. Misty, what do you say? I agree. You say Tyra Banks. That is correct. You all are correct. It was Tyra Banks. Hey, back to the music awards. Anybody know why the weekend's face is bruised and he has a whole cast on his face? Uh, I saw uh, uh, in the CBS eye opener this morning, I saw that he had some type of mask on, but I didn't know why. Maybe he's getting some new plastic surgery ahead of the Super Bowl, which he's probably never going to get to perform at. Mm -hmm. Although it could happen. I didn't know if there was an accident because his I hadn't heard anything about it. What comedian took over as host of The Price is Right after Bob Barker retired in 2007? What comedian took over as host of The Price is Right after Bob Barker retired in 2007? Was it Steve Harvey, Tom Bergeron, Drew Carey, or Chuck Barris? <laughs> That's kicking it old school. What comedian took over as host of The Price is Right after Bob Barker retired in 2007? Steve Harvey, Tom Bergeron, Drew Carey, or Chuck Barris? What is the correct answer? You all know this, right? All right, let's get right to it. Beads, you get to go first again. No, Misty, you went first first time, so you're back to going first. Steve Harvey, Tom Bergeron, Drew Carey, or Chuck Barris? Drew Carey. All right, Beach. what do you say? Drew Carey. You all are correct. It was Drew Carey. And it's hard It's hard to believe that's been 13 years ago already. Yeah, I know, right? I thought that it great. was uh, sooner than that, but it uh, definitely was not. So there you go. There's your round of uh, who you pick trivia. Do you feel smarter? Yes. I mean, three questions, pretty easy lifting today, so there you go. Hang around. we got more on the way. got chart toppers, point to ponder, pearl of wisdom, and more. That's all coming up here on In the Dome. MB's point to ponder for today. So we hear about wild turkey. All right, the, the brown liquor, partly. But the actual wild turkey. So CBS Sunday morning yesterday, their uh, moment of nature at the end was um, in a forest with a bunch of wild turkeys that were really beautiful when they're together and flocked together. But they call them wild turkeys, and it made me wonder, do you know anyone who has a domesticated turkey? Yeah, I don't. I've never seen a neighbor with a turkey on a leash saying, I'm out here walking my turkey. Right? Actually, I do. You yeah. do? Yeah. So I have a friend in Caneyville who has roosters, and a turkey has come in, and it it doesn't necessarily hang out with all the roosters, but it stays in the vicinity, and they see it daily. That's really? the closest I'm going to get to. Yeah. Now, it will come up to you. 
like when you come to get out of your car, and I'm like, I'd rather have like a dog come because <laughs> this thing, like, it comes off the ground some. Mm. No, it's yeah, it's kind of crazy. I hadn't asked about the turkey in a while, but I'm gonna have to text her and ask, how's the turkey? But will the turkey stop and heal and roll over? And not yet. You know, and that's where the, there's nobody to try. And I don't turkey. think it's been fully domesticated. I think no, that's it's what I'm just, saying. It's uh, not. It's just, that's the closest I can get to. It's kind of a pet turkey. So just aren't they just turkeys? Then why do we have to call them wild turkeys? I think when they start eating out of a bowl on your porch, <laughs> it crosses over from wild to tame. It's not feral anymore. All right. Do you have thoughts? Do you know a person who has turkeys that they walk on a leash? I do not, but okay. I do believe that the difference between a wild turkey and not wild turkey is that turkeys are raised for yeah this reason. Cage raised. Right. Okay. So the, the turkeys that hunters go out and shoot, those are what are considered wild turkeys. The mm-hmm. ones that are grown, like chickens, for to be consumed, it's not a wild turkey. The ones with all the extra hormones, make them yeah. fat. Mm-hmm. The ones that can't stand up. Yep. <laughs> They're chest heavy. <laughs> Those are the ones in the grocery. Sorry, I'm just going to leave that completely alone. (laughs) Uh, On television tonight, ABC, the season 29 finale of Dancing with the Stars. Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, the season premiere on the CW. Do we need more Gilmore Girls? Or were we fine with the proper amount of Gilmore Girls we already got? So I don't know. I think we've already seen that. Maybe they're it's, just now bringing it to CW. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Uh, and then um, Dennis and Sarah Cook need to know that on Hallmark tonight, a career-driven woman reunites with her high school boyfriend after returning home for the holidays. Mm. Heart of the holidays on the Hallmark Channel. Mm. I watched Sweet Home Alabama over the weekend. You did? Yeah. Same storyline. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you all make some lightning sand art still yeah, in that movie? I, yeah. I put out the lightning rods around the pond, but... Nothing's taken uh, yet. Misty, how far along are you on see the new season of The Crown? I'm Have you still seen in any of it? Two. No, okay. I've not. Oh, watched you've not three caught yet. up. Mm-mm. So uh, we're at different points of the season. I'm about to start the fourth episode. Where are you? Um. I have one and a half left. You have one finish. and a half left. Okay. So yeah. you're almost done. Uh, yeah. Princess Diana's brother, Earl Charles Spencer, is reminding everyone that The Crown, the show, is fiction. So there are some elements of early on in this season, as a matter of fact, that make you go, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And so he points out that not everything you see in The Crown is a history lesson. Oh. So. And I hate that. Like, I don't want to say I don't want to say anymore because there are a lot be, of people that have it. I, I don't want to spoil it. I like docuseries better. Uh, today's highlight in history, this date in 1963, President Johnson proclaimed November 25 a national day of mourning following the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. In 1887, actor Boris Karloff was born William Henry Pratt in London. Al Gore, uh, the in a ruling against Al Gore this date in 2000, the Florida Supreme Court refused to order Miami-Dade County officials to resume hand-counting in its election day ballots. And uh, President Trump, this date in 2016, selected Nikki Haley as U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations and Betsy DeVos as the head of the Department of Education. Birthdays today, Chuck Schumer is 70, Bruce Hornsby is 66, Robin Roberts is 60, Snooky is 33, and Miley Cyrus is 28. Well, there's just a tag team of gals you want to take home to meet mom. <laughs> Like a wrecking ball. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. Hey, Mom, this is my friend Snooky and this is my other friend Miley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom would have gone into uh, Fred Sanford. <laughs> yeah, right. Elizabeth. <laughs> Raise this boy better than that. <laughs> Harpo Marks, born this date in 1888. <laughs> That's your gone but not forgotten. You all ready for chart toppers? Oh, yeah. We don't have a whole lot of time left today. Well, then I, think I, was, the good I think I was too busy debating Skip ahead, my domes- friend. domesticated turkeys. Uh, let's go to 1955. Oh, you don't take instructions well at all. 55. Only the platters. Big platter. Big enough platter for all your turkey, your rolls, your drumsticks. There's really not that many good chart toppers today, to tell you the truth. Uh, Baby Love, the Supremes in 64. Ringo Starr, Photograph in 73. In 82, one Lionel Richie from the state of Alabama, former frontman of the Commodores, stretching and I'm stretching and I'm stretching. I kicked Lionel. I will always Kids, the name of the song is Truly. And he had to sing two verses before he could sing the chorus. That's the best part, right? Like, the agony is real. I guess. Sorry, PM Dawn was number one this date in 91. Most Girls Pink in 2000, Lady Gaga, Paparazzi in 09, and Ariana Grande, Thank You Next, number one in 2018. Hmm, there you go. Let's see. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. I think you're going to like this one. Okay. I worked really hard on this one. And you may need it as you have your virtual Thanksgiving with some of your family members later on in the week. You ready? MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today, common sense is like deodorant. The people who need it most never use it. Hmm. Common sense is like deodorant. The people who need it most never use it. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Beach, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky, WKHG Litchfield, Kentucky, USA.